0: everybody welcome back to zero authority I'm Corey and I'm will how you doing bud fine, fine. it's been a been a different week it's been a different week it's so it's a
1: week where we're used to at this point the the post tragedy week um, particularly relating to to gun violence in the United States I mean we know yeah. we know the the drill how this ordeal plays out um
0: yeah it, it's still. It's shocking. You, it's so funny. You, you would not be surprised if you felt numb over time. Yeah. But it still is incomprehensible every yeah, time I it think, happens. It's that reprocessing it's, of everything?
1: I think it might be different for me, uh, given that I'm a bit younger and I kind of grew up mm. in a in a Virginia Tech, uh, Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, and now Las Vegas kind of world. Yeah. I'm quite used to this, hmm. uh, which is a terrifying thing to say Uh, I think what stood out was just the the sheer just the body count Uh, if I'm I'm to be blunt just the amount of people
0: well in the forum in which it happened Mm -hmm. um, to be such a completely open and public space to have someone be so brazen as to just open fire on a a huge gathering a a huge crowd crowd of people people, um, it's just completely indiscriminate killing yeah Um you know, you can make sense of it as much as you can make sense of these things when it's kind of evil. Yeah, when it targets a particular, I don't know, religion or something else. Um as as, you look um, at that and
1: you say motive.
0: Yeah, as broken as those motives are, at least there is a motive. Mm. The situation we have here though is there to date we still don't have any information or any leads on what this person's motives were. Yeah. Um and I don't know that it's helpful at all to try to guess at any of that. Yeah, definitely, because not. it's just grasping at straws. <laughs>
1: and um, that's kind of what we're used to in the post, uh, in the post-shooting, uh, kind of media frenzy that we get. Yeah. Um, I think, I think how it takes over the news cycle is a bit problematic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if if we are going to have this discussion, I just, I would err ur- as if. Media heads listen to our podcast with like double-digit subscribers. Um, <laughs> but it's gonna happen one day. The the biggest problem I think uh, with this is just how often they display the image of the shooter yeah. and repeat yeah. his or her name over and over and over again.
0: I w- I wonder where they stand with that as an, on an individual level. I can't imagine sitting in that seat and not at some point asking of myself whether or not this is a good thing. Um, it's the it's the formula, right? No matter the situation, Absolutely. whether it's a plane disappearing, yeah. whether it's a, an attack like this, um, they just r- apply the same rule, which is grab the most sensationalist part of this, uh, yell and scream about it, and focus
1: ex- it. Expand it. Make it the entire story. Make
0: it 24-7. Yeah. Um, Well, I I don't I've said this a lot of times many times before in our past podcasts and we we, so disappointing to have a a a media in this country that won't do the best thing by the people rather than the best thing by their advertisers
1: and sometimes even outlets that I am proponents of that that I consume on a daily basis I find a lot of the coverage to be distasteful yeah um. I think sometimes the tone with which it's reported is kind of a little ridiculous. I think, I still think the biggest problem is showing the image of the shooter, focusing on the shooter as a person rather than focusing on what took place. Right. I think the biggest problem is looking at it like, and this was the issue with the Sandy Hook shooting. I think they focused way too much on Adam Lanza. If I can remember his name,
0: it, right, it's a problem. Later, Rather than yeah. just
1: the the guy that murdered all of those children, right. I remember his name, and I remember what he looks like. Yeah, That's a problem. Because I think we see a lot of of individuals who want to, to commit crimes to be immortalized, right? And now, I'm not going to speculate on what the motives of sure. this individual shooter was, yeah. but this coverage is problematic because... It only further embeds the narrative that if someone is to commit an egregious, heinous act like this, right, they will be broadcasted 24-7 on the news for a week.
0: They'll be immortalized.
1: Steven Paddock's name will not be forgotten. And that's a terrifying prospect.
0: We haven't yet had a shooter come out where it became clearly, explicitly obvious afterwards that those were the motives. Yeah so i don't know that if that were to emerge in any any point now or in the future if that would be the thing that could get media to kind of yeah. check itself and look at doing things differently yeah but by god we need them to do it because yeah. this isn't helping anybody no and, um, and it, the- it's so tough too because it, it deserves real sincere honest evaluation and dialogue yeah. like this isn't yeah. something we should just forget because there's going to there're going to be people out there who make the argument that statistically you're still more likely to die from a falling appliance in your home than an attack like this. Yeah. So it shouldn't be covered in the media to the degree that it is. But yeah. no, it deserves and warrants no, coverage, but, this, this but stands not on. this type.
1: No, in the same way that a missing plane is a one in a million chance yeah. that you will be sitting in. I, I don't think that's the point. Uh, and, I, and I think uh, a lot of people who say that uh, the media shouldn't cover things because it's unlikely to happen to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not, not newsworthy. newsworthy,
0: not not important Absolutely. for people to know about, and it's
1: unlikely that you'll ever run for president or <laughs> right, right, that right. that you'll be a senator. But um, to to the next step, uh, and I guess it's always hard to to try to I guess instigate this discussion, if that's maybe not the right word, but to to really start this discussion about when it is okay to bring up gun control i think it's okay to bring it up the second it happens i think it's okay to bring it up the second before it happens i think it's okay to bring it up whenever right uh i don't think there and i've had this debate with my friends on twitter uh, that that it's inappropriate to discuss gun control after a mass shooting that because i am utilizing a tragedy to to advance my political agenda.
0: Which is unfair for them to assign to those who want to talk about gun control the motive that they just want to advance a political agenda. Yeah. Maybe they're just really bothered by the fact that this happens over and over again and they're searching for a solution and it happens to involve gun control.
1: And we'll get to this later in the podcast because I don't want to inject hyper-political rhetoric (laughs) into this segment, but I, I, I am afraid that if we don't... Policy crafting is overwhelmingly reactionary, right? Yes. When something happens, you craft policy or you write a bill, you put up a city ordinance to prevent such things from happening again. Whether it's a sinkhole or uh, a plane off course, um, a car crash at an intersection, sure, you you alter the circumstances so that. Things like that do not occur again.
0: Yeah, you try to create a future so why... with your 2020 hindsight yeah. that can prevent what has happened.
1: So why is it inappropriate to attempt to prevent mass shootings?
0: It's not. Uh, and I, I, I don't think anyone would argue that it's inappropriate to try to prevent them. I think that pushback you're getting from people who say it's too early or now is not the time to push a political agenda I mean there's there's fairness in that statement. But those in are general. never the
1: you know, but those are never the people the people that complain to me about how I am speaking in a political format after a tragedy are never the kind of people who are waiting in line to give blood. They're never the people who are on the ground saying now is not the time.
0: I, I would agree it's probably a lot of armchair commentary. Because you can't say
1: armchair activism because they're not actually advocating for any activity.
0: No, and I, it's to be expected. It will never go away. There's always going to be this contention around this issue in particular because of its long history and because what the attempted solutions to this problem have been and how much political baggage there is in it. Yeah. What's good that is happening is we are getting to the gun control conversation. It's a small olive branch, but the NRA has come forward and. And gotten on board with banning right bump stocks. the bump stocks, yeah. but um, yeah,
1: yeah. But let's also discuss the fact that this is a incident where we can say that common sense gun control would have actually prevented this. Uh, agreed. This yeah. is maybe because a lot of the time, uh, background sufficient background checks would have prevented a lot of what occurred, like like San Bernardino. Yeah. Um, we actually had a radio show in response to San Bernardino. This is not the first time that oh. our program has actually discussed gun control, and that's creepy. It's uh, part of the American life now. Yep, and we'll get there in two seconds, but <laughs> seamless. Uh, <laughs> but the, the biggest issue here is this is the first time where common sense gun control as it relates to specific products and items
0: yeah let's get more specific then let's talk very pointedly about, about what the what bump stock pieces enables. of common sense gun control could have helped prevent this um or even just eliminated or not not only reduced the attacker's ability to inflict harm i don't think we're gonna get to a point where this man because of whatever legislation been put in place just chooses not to do harm i don't think that's the goal I think the goal yeah. is gun control that limits his ability,
1: but to cause harm. But again, I, I I don't think, and we we hear this argument a lot. I don't think it's that compelling. the The fact that well, you can kill people with a semi-automatic rifle, and you can kill people with a jackknife. Are we going to ban? Well, it's
0: not the argument. Are I'm we going to
1: ban? Uh, you know, sharpened cans? No, it's right.
0: It's. That's a non starter for a exactly. couple of reasons, but the one, the more important one to me is look, th- this individual went out there and maximized his killing ability for what the market and society would allow him to achieve. If we didn't yeah. have a ban on fully automatic assault weapons, he would have had one. Yeah. A, He'd had a machine gun on a tripod.
1: Yeah. A 64 year old was able to shoot 58 people and wound around 600 yeah. from like what? 800 meters away?
0: Yeah, but I mean,
1: I mean if that guy had a Smith and Wesson 45, sure. This would have been nothing like it was. I mean, the lack of gun control in this country enabled it to be as horrendous as it was.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I don't think we have to start with these weapons can't be allowed to exist. I think the common sense pieces uh, around registration around declaration yeah around knowing when someone owns more than 15 semi-automatic weapons um those are good starting points we're not going to take everyone's guns away but just for the same reasons like when i sell a car to somebody in a private sale i have to go to the dmv and register that transaction and that new owner has to identify himself as the owner of the new car yeah that's because he's now accepting yeah. liability for what happens with that vehicle yeah. um, that should be the situation with private gun sales um, we should get rid of the gun show loophole. So for those that don't know, while well, we have regulations in place for retail yeah, sellers of guns... Yeah, can you actually explain
1: this? Because I hear it uh, in offhand political diatribes, but I've never actually understood what the gun show loophole entails. So
0: 30,000 feet, super simple. We can regulate retail sellers uh, of guns. I see. But a gun show is a gathering of hobbyists, of private individuals Okay. who are going to sell or trade or barter. There may be people there representing themselves as retail. There may be small you know, sole proprietorship type of companies there that Mm -hmm. are around that as well. But the regulation is much more lax and bordering on non-existent for what can happen at a gun show versus a retail gun sale. So if I want a gun, I may first think that I have to go to the store down the street, but it turns out I can go to a gun show and I can uh, you know, beat the regulation that's out there. Uh, yeah. All of those regulations that apply to retail sellers of guns, in my opinion, need to exist at the gun show level as well. And for private sales. It's the same thing with a car. Like People make that argument. like, What are we going to do, ban cars now? No, but we should require that guns be registered and restricted and regulated, at least in an equal manner. I mean, cars are capable of killing people in the wrong person's hands. Yeah. Guns are solely and intentionally designed yeah. to kill. Yeah. It's our whole purpose.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, often people say, well, what about hunters and, and things like that? I don't think a hunter's really looking for an AR-15. And even if he style. is. Like, nothing so, we're course. proposing
0: removes his ability sure. to buy an AR-15. Sure,
1: yeah. I, I, I. Every single time one of these kinds of massacres occur, and I see, like, pseudo-military-style weaponry involved, I lean f- closer and closer and closer to an assault weapons ban. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have to get into like constitutional law debates right. today. Um, but I don't know if the framers ever intended to allow individuals to be able to declare all-out war on their fellow citizens like
0: yeah, and there's a really good conversation there in that, specifically what we do with the Second Amendment, but common sense gun control doesn't need to even It doesn't even approach. touch it. It doesn't need to be a part of that in any way, shape, uh, or it's,
1: form. It's not even a part of it. It's a, it's a conflation of the debate and a complete m- misrepresentation of the debate to say that common sense gun control is at all a threat to the Second Amendment.
0: Well, and Democrats cannot start again with an uh, attempted uh, legislation and an assault weapons ban. It will go nowhere. Yeah. It's a complete dead no, end. No, but
1: here's the thing. Toomey Mansion went nowhere, and that was pretty common sense. Help me with that. The Toomey Mansion, bill <laughs> was just limiting high-capacity magazines yeah. once again and ensuring that if someone were to buy an assault rifle, it was put into a registry. Yeah. But the obviously the registry is scary for a lot of uh, pseudo-wannabe libertarian conservatives. Um, sure. Uh, they they don't like the idea of any federal registry, except they're already members of one if they own a car. Right. Uh, they're already members of one if they own a house, if they have an ID. <laughs> well, and
0: to, I mean, to their defense, they don't want any of that. They'd prefer those things not to exist. But they do. That's what the majority has voted for in this country. And there's a lot to be said for... Look, no one's saying you can't have your principles. But we are saying that as a majority in the society, we've decided that we want... A, B, and C in place. Yeah. Here. And if you want to enjoy all the other things about this country that you enjoy, you're going to have to compromise on some of these things.
1: What's so depressing, though, is that every time one of these things occurs, it always comes out that these weapons were obtained legally. Yeah, uh, The argument would be a lot harder <laughs> for progressives if these were black market weapons. Uh, the black market, when it relates to like firearms, doesn't actually result in in a lot of mass shootings. I, I can't right. think of one, actually. Right. That uh, Now, mass shooting includes anything that has over four people being being shot. Right, right. Um, which is, I think, a fair... I think that's a fair gauge sure. for mass shooting. Now, you'll hear a lot of conservatives say, well, only four people were killed. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: what if one of those four is your child? Yeah, I mean, I've it's no never... And someone was someone's child.
1: So, a lot of the debate ends up being really real the, the thing is it's the dehumanization of the debate because then we focus on I had a professor, my least political professor. Uh, again, whoa, he's a college student. Um uh, <laughs> like, what a nerd. Um but it's
0: it's okay to be a college he, he
1: made he made the point and he's as progressive as I am, but I try not to in moments like this be the firebrand liberal that i that I sometimes can be, um he said that fifty eight people died today so that you can keep your toys. I think a lot of people who are gun enthusiasts have sort of a militant perspective on ensuring that something that is no more than a hobby to them remains it's legal way more
0: they, that's not fair. Uh, a sort of fair characterization of them and their motives and their principles to say it's a hobby. For many, many of them, this is about ensuring that the people retain the power of the people in respect to the yeah. government and the government having the ability and the capacity to influence and overthrow them. Principally, that's where sure, that's, 80 to 90% of them will go. Yeah, absolutely. You may disagree that's with great. the need and, for and that, that great, nowadays, and that's great that but that we've got to characterize that them correctly. They, that
1: they, but that's great that they have that uh, defense, but I do not think it is the core reason why they own. But if fire.
0: you roll up on them like this professor and say, "Let me talk to you about your hobby," yeah, that conversation's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, if you would desire any type of outcome that changes anything, you want to actually change that person's opinion and perspective. You have to start from where they're. I don't I don't think I need to. Gun owners I, I, I don't to think change.
1: we need. We will never get gun owners to change.
0: Yeah, you have to operate within the reality of our circumstances. This is why I think an attempt at a complete assault weapons ban is a total non starter. It's got to be common sense gun control that people can get behind. All
1: right, well, then let's. The thing is now, the bar for our shootings keeps going up. I, I think now, the next time 12 people are shot, it will get a one day, a half day coverage from the news. We will see half the day. Dedicated to it because now our standard really? for media, absolutely.
0: I think they sell ads for a week our, on every one our, of these things. Our
1: standard for for mass shootings is now at 58. So my concern is that maniacs uh, who wanted to said. who want to commit these acts right. for notoriety are going to see this as things a that they can do, right, and b that they that they must do in order to achieve. Whatever they're looking for, because you see that when when mass shooters are stopped, they they had a manifesto that included getting their message out there by sure. a mass slaughter. If you remember a, a few, maybe it was a year ago when they stopped that guy with all of that ammunition in his mm-hmm. car, yeah. and then they went back and they found that manifesto. That was the reason he was doing it.
0: Right. So but we're always going to have those people,
1: but there's the, nothing we can do legislatively. Co- of co- that we are gets never, rid of those you people. are never going to make being a damaged individual illegal but what you can do is limit their ability to commit such acts
0: absolutely and And what you're saying before about the media you can also make it less i don't know what the right word is here um less plausible that these fascinations or ideas that they have um can play out i mean when you put the guy's picture up on television when you talk about him when everyone will remember his name forever That, in some way, I imagine, would romanticize the consideration to do something.
1: Just look at how the coverage of all of these serial killers has turned them into individuals that are as famous as... They
0: get blockbuster movies made about them.
1: Movie celebrities as... And the thing is, for some reason, we romanticize serial killers. But... People don't think that that same kind of perspective can't be applied to somebody who murders the same amount of people, but in one instance. Yeah. So I I think that the overwhelming coverage of the individual that committed the act, right, 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 is to the detriment of allowing us to have a broader conversation about what happened. Right, right. Um. What we can do to prevent it, even if it means we don't touch gun control. Even if it means we don't touch gun control, which I don't really know how, but (laughs) we'll throw that at the table. And um, talking about the investigation without talking about who this person was, what their name is, who their girlfriend is. Right. I mean, it's, it's insane. But let's move on, because...
0: Yeah, we can move on. I, I, but I, I do want to second your point here. I think it's important to address this from two angles, common sense gun control, the ways in which the media can improve things, make it a lot better. Um, and I think for you and I, that's probably our joint message. If we were to have a continued conversation here about practically what we can do to eliminate something like this or to reduce something like this, we acknowledge it can't be eliminated. Yeah. Those are the types of things we'd want to see done. Okay, but moving on. Let's, we have another let's...
1: depressing story. <laughs>
0: Well, you want to stay in this one and go to the political responses on the topic, or do you want to move to another? Let's, story? let's talk
1: about the pol- uh, the politics around okay. this issue because we have seen a lot of surprisingly positive responses to this, like the NRA coming out in favor of of uh, reforming
0: bump stocks. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that would be the response of the responsibility of what department <laughs>
0: again? Well. To be fair in this situation, if we can see the NRA partner with industry and change this without needing government involvement, yeah, that'd be good. more power to them. Absolutely. That's awesome. Like They're the ones saying that the government regulation is onerous and uh, keeps them from being as successful uh, for the economy as they can be. Get yeah. off your ass and do something. Yeah. If you don't like government regulation, police yourselves. So hopefully...
1: I mean, we see more social responsibility from companies that sell coffee. Yeah, completely. Yeah, um, Absolutely.
0: They should be at the forefront of this.
1: Absolutely, considering the things that they manufacture. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they came out in favor of it. Uh, nobody really in the Senate has proposed any sort of legislation, to the best of my knowledge.
0: Still, not even a week, week and a half.
1: Yeah, but we saw Toomey Mansion proposed pretty quickly after Sandy Hook. Yeah. Um, but I think the nature of that crime, uh, kind of, and where it mm-hmm. was, kind of. Sure. Uh, compelled that that's right, in everyone's
0: backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what about Trump? What about responses from this current administration?
1: Nothing. Quiet. Uh, it was good to see that he could play the comforter-in-chief here.
0: Tried to. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, at least he gave it a shot. I
0: mean, he fell flat on his face with Puerto Rico. So we'll, get we'll get there. We'll get there. Here, I think the only statement we got was really um, about the first responders. You know, Yeah, praising I think them. That's,
1: a, that's kind of a Republican, it's his, it's his go-to now. as getting, well.
0: Praising the police has always been Trump's thing. Yeah, the, the and the thing now. is,
1: it wasn't only the police. Uh, a lot of the stories of heroism were average folks doing yep. extraordinarily. Uh, it was the things. police too. Like, don't get of me wrong. Of course, I'm, I'm
0: not trying to of course demean or, or belittle any of that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: <sighs> there's just no. We got no leadership from Trump on this. No, no, we didn't. But I remember Obama at the pulpit. Saying how many more times do we have to do this? Like you saw a man who was thinking about his children, absolutely, and the schools they attended. We got, we got sound bites from Trump that we've been getting forever. I mean, and also this
1: is a this is a man. Well, Obama was a man that was sitting in an office that was in a city where all public high schools needed to have metal detectors. I mean, this is the reality that we have, and it's disturbing. Yeah, Uh, and and it's and it's it's highly, it's highly concerning. Um. To think that a place where children come to, to be prepared for, or really just broadly enlightened, can can be can be a violent uh, a violent setting. Right. Um, so let's move on. Okay. <laughs> because Trump, lacking character and any
0: it's, characteristic it's no of
1: leadership, check. <laughs> uh, these are. This, this could get monotonous
0: um, let's move on then, let's go uh, Puerto Rico, let's go
1: to Puerto Rico but let's actually talk about Trump uh, <laughs> rather than talking around him, well, holy let, shit
0: let's put the history out there in the background, what happened in Puerto okay, Rico Okay. so
1: the mayor of San Juan gives a speech never mentions Donald Trump,
0: well what led up to this because I don't think we've covered the
1: hurricane, let led up to this the ineptitude of FEMA in, in <laughs> being able to understand how the internet is out okay We also had a
0: hurricane, Hurricane Maria. Hurricane Maria came through the island,
1: and it wiped out power for the entire island. That is insane. An entire United States territory is without power, and still mostly without power. Yeah, it's.
0: We really need to highlight this here because people are going to see a lot of footage of what happens after a hurricane. Nothing like what happened in Puerto Rico. Like this is complete devastation as far as wiping out of infrastructure. Ninety plus percent of every single building. Sorry, 90% of all the buildings on the island damaged in some way. Um, This is a resetting of society and economy in Puerto Rico. Yep. So.
1: With that in mind. To FEMA. To FEMA. Uh, You'd think
0: they'd be ready to respond to something like this.
1: Oh, yeah, but don't worry. This isn't Texas or Florida. These aren't American citizens, right? Yeah. Inform me, I'm sorry. Are, are these American citizens, Corey? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, wow. So they can, like, <laughs> come here whenever they want? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. No passport
0: needed? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, our Major League Baseball ranks enjoy having a, a large number of Puerto Ricans in them. Like, you see them on television all the time. This isn't some absolutely. island, foreign island nation. This is us. And
1: so the mayor of San Juan. By the way, Puerto Ricans are more than just baseball players. Don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the mayor of San Juan uh, gave a speech, outlining that FEMA needs to needed to do a better job of being able to really conceptualize what the lack of internet means, because FEMA, if you look at this from the mayor's standpoint, was acting like a really disgruntled DMV employee,
0: yeah.
1: uh, saying that. All of these formalities had not been met, therefore FEMA could not respond.
0: Formalities being official requests submitted, paperwork, emails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
1: They can't, when you don't have power. They can't get sickly people out of the country. Right. How are they going to send email? I mean, yeah. it's... But there
0: should be no red tape between... Disaster. When this goes back to FEMA response to the
1: complete boots on the lack of inefficient federal government under Trump. FEMA is underfunded because of this administration.
0: Yes. Yes. FEMA, Resourcing of FEMA. FEMA is Trump owns that. FEMA red tape at FEMA. That's FEMA. No, that's not Trump. But the
1: thing is that it's never been as bad as it has been in response to Puerto Rico. Yeah,
0: FEMA is going to get worse at being bad because they have less money. I mean, they're just gonna.
1: It's gonna compound. So. She pled with FEMA to just start sending aid, no right. questions asked, which makes sense, um, but then Trump decided that this was a slight at him, so he tweeted in third person that the Democrats must have gotten to this mayor and said that he that she must be mean to Trump, which is insane it's, Child, un, it's childish. unsurprising it's unsurprising but then he went on and said that the puerto ricans want everything done for them yeah and, so and today well that day i learned that trump is more than a race baiter. trump is personally a racist because i don't think trump actually sees what he said as racist not at all. That these people, they don't want to come together and work as a community. Dude, they want if, everything done for them.
0: If this were Mar-a-Lago, if this were an island up in the New England area, if this were a, a place with a bunch of white people, uh, we'd see an entirely different response from him individually. So from, it took a person
1: a long time to visit Puerto Rico. Uh, and honestly, presidents usually only do this to, to galvanize the public, right? Remember Jimmy right, Carter right. filling sandbags? Not true. Uh, so they do this. <sighs> I think he threw paper towel rolls. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy Carter, everybody. Ronald Reagan was good at this. Even George Bush was good at this. Yeah. It was to just get the public to be aware of something, to possibly contribute money, to contribute time, to go help. Nope. Um, because these photo ops are really good because they end up on the news, so people say, Oh, what happened in X? Or, well, they know, but they know that there's a federal response here uh, that the United States federal government and the office of the, the presidency has their back. Yeah. So Trump visits, and Trump says that um, everybody's saying how great this was because it wasn't Katrina. And at the time, the body count was only 16. It has since gone up. Last time I checked, it was around 40. Yeah. It's probably around 50 now.
0: It will continue to climb. Oh, I mean. yeah.
1: I mean, and, and, as, and as hospitals continue to go without power, yeah. you can only expect this to get worse. As, as dense metropolis, populous areas uh, go without, you know... Proper plumbing, proper any and all all municipal uh, amenities. Yeah, it will get worse. But he was saying, "Oh, it's so great." Only you know, in Katrina, thank God it wasn't Katrina. I mean,
0: everything to him is great. He spends everything as being the greatest thing ever. None of that is a surprise, any way, shape, or form. He continues to fall flat on his face in the moments when the country as a people need him to do something. To lead.
1: And then he gives a pseudo-rally at a uh, storage facility. Yeah. And he says, wow, what a turnout. Um, he's not done. He's not done. He then sits on a panel with the equivalent of the governor, a handful of mayors, I wish we other municipal leaders, and says, hey, man, Puerto Rico, I hate to say it, but you've cost us a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's getting tiring now.
0: Well, he's so disconnected from the reality.
1: He's just of so 99. disconnected from what decency people on this planet. is. This man yeah. is wholly indecent. And yeah. there's not there's nothing I can say that hasn't been said by people that are brighter than me a thousand times. Yeah. Right. Um, but then the worst thing, I think, and this is a small thing, but I truly think it was the worst, was Trump... So everybody has their photo op thing. With Obama, it was talking with the victims, handing right. out food, lifting these heavy cases and putting them in a truck by himself. With George Bush, he did the same thing Jimmy Carter did. It was filling sandbags, which is, you know, an arduous task. It it, it really I mean And it, it's it's hard work. Do you
0: and, expect Trump to do work? Yeah.
1: Um, so every president has kind of known how to be the cheerleader-in-chief and the comforter-in-chief and all of these non-official positions. Right, right. <sighs> Trump kind of did it with Harvey. He, he handed boxes to somebody who would then put it in the truck. Uh, I think he had it in his hand for like five seconds. Melania went there in heels. That's not great at Harvey. Um, not the right uh, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Uh, she's just the first lady. But the first lady... Is uh, do...
0: I mean, I could you could throw all this shit out the door, even with past presidents, and I wouldn't care. Like that
1: type of stuff. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, Be a leader. Yeah. Like I mean, we could we could beat this dead horse to the cows come home if no, we no, wanted but, to. But, but let's
1: let's get. I want to beat this horse <laughs> to, to oblivion. Trump went and tossed paper towels at a uh, at a crowd yeah. like it was a fucking t shirt cannon at a yeah, concert. Yeah, as if
0: exactly what we should expect from him. This as if this, this was should be no more surprises. As if
1: this. they were like party favors, yeah, and not something that these people desperately need yeah. to clean themselves and other things. Um, I mean, it's just it's absurd, uh, and it's just how tone de- because this is this is not only him. There are people around him that are enabling this kind of behavior.
0: Oh, but come on. Like, this, it's, this, is, this is him. Like, this doesn't happen if there are people around him who aren't supportive of this. Yeah. Like, this is who he is. Like, yeah. this, this is who he is. This is who the circle of people around him are. This is who the secret circle of people around those people are. Yeah. There's a whole crowd of people in West Palm that saw this fucking paper towel throwing thing and thought, way to go. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, I can't imagine going down to Puerto Rico and having to walk around, you know, among the disaster and among the trash—not people trash, but like the literal trash, what's left of the country.
1: Oh, if they went there, they do the exact same thing. There's a lot of people in this country that probably believe the people are are trash. Well, I mean, if there's anything that this has proven, the lack of media coverage this has received, because it hasn't received a ton of media coverage until the mayor of San Juan accidentally started a fight with Donald Trump. I mean, I remember the only place I could get coverage a huge of, Maria criticism
0: again of the media. was
1: was on the was on the Weather Channel. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just
0: what? What, what, what should a we expect? Point. What? What should be different in the future? Like, fuck Donald Trump, right? We have billions, of months, billions of federal dollars and budget to handle this type of Thank thing. Thank God, what God for change? liberal
1: celebrities, though. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean
0: Lynn Manuel Miranda I mean, I mean he's a pit, huge part of this it took pitbull
1: yeah uh, to to allow people with some decency in them yeah to to get out of there I mean uh whatever
0: it's a this is a rough week this is a rough show because it's, like
1: it's, it's just you feel there to like say? there's
0: no light at the end of the tunnel what does it say
1: I can talk about this until I'm blue in the face I can talk and the thing is I can't well, talk about this with the refined eloquence that it It deserves because I cannot get But there is no
0: eloquent way to talk about this. If we're talking about what happened and what the people did that should have done better, there's no eloquent conversation there. We got to, at some point, like the next conversation, and maybe this conversation needs to be the one like, hey, those fucktards over there continue to screw this up. What can we do to make it better? Because I promise you that's the thing that Pitbull was thinking about. That's the thing that everyone who decided to get involved, despite how poorly our government was responding, those are the things that they were thinking. Yeah. So we need to expect more, probably of ourselves and of our community as well. Absolutely. Like down here in Florida, there's been a, a really great response of people. Everything from uh, pilots renting planes and flying supplies down, like completely of their own volition. Uh, I saw a story about a woman putting together um, supplies for uh, what we going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of abandoned pets and animals.
1: You want to do something good? Contribute canned goods to your local church. Yeah. They're responding. Uh, it might not be the best outlet, but it's, it's a decent one. Um, and when we go to the polls... Think
0: about this kind of stuff. When you consider your frustration with government, consider running. Consider getting involved. I mean, it's something you and I have talked a lot about. In the sense of, and in the, in the context of, like, man, it's just so frustrating that things seem to go the way they do. When it seems so obvious that there's a better solution. What's the problem here? And I do think a huge part of it is the people that are in politics today, that are in public service. The way the system runs, it does not incentivize those that would be best suited for that job yeah. to go in and try to win those jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the, the easiest response to participate beyond presidential elections. Um, now, right. I, I, you have to commend... Americans that do actually vote on election day because we have a shockingly low uh, Turnout (laughs) participation rate. in even presidential elections, but what's even worse is the midterms (laughs) the midterms just Further embed these problems
0: well and the turnout. We have among college-age voters, and I mean they could (laughs) This goes back to the very first project you and I ever did which I'll remember forever The youth of this country could decide the president every single election if they just voted, yeah. If they could just get to the polls, mm-hmm. they would determine every single election. Oh, I election. remember that. Yeah. yeah, the PSA video. Yeah, yeah we'll have to show it sometime. Yeah. All right. Well, I think on these first two topics, we've kind of reached our limit. Um, so let's go to the third topic. One which, that is, which is a lot more fun. It, it, let's make it fun. It could be frustrating, but let's make it. Oh fun. no,
1: it's 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 horrendous. Right, I'm that, counting on you for fun that, here. But like, Tom Price resigned. And Holy Tom Price is shit. Tom Price was the head of HHS and uh, which is health which and is health human health services. Health and human services. He was <laughs> the the bro that was supposed to take down Obamacare. And uh, where's he from? What's his background? Why did was, Trump put him there? Okay, so he's essentially what he's supposed to do. Okay, first of all, this guy worked in the healthcare industry. He was a congressman, and I believe he was also in. Statewide politics In two different states But don't quote me on that
0: Like in the industry Is pharmaceutical sales Or executive leadership Or a doctor Or what did he do, do you know
1: Tom Price was a doctor
0: I believe Was he? Okay
1: uh, This is something We can Google An on air <laughs> An on air Google search For my boy Tom Price
0: Alright well While you search <clears throat> Mr. Tom Price Came under fire And I'm not as well Read yep, on this physician. You have to let me know Alright so he's a physician to... He comes under fire Because he loves Traveling by jet
1: Yeah But not Not southwest Yep, and I was right. He served both in the House of Representatives and also in the Georgia House for a bit. So uh, he's a physician. And you see this a lot, a lot of conservative physicians who come out against any sort of uh, affordable health care, which is surprising, but yeah. whatever.
0: Um, they're, guess, the, they're the vast minority.
1: I guess their ideology trumps their life experience. Yeah,
0: um, they're green. But, but whatever. Um, uh, short side note, wife's in med school, that was most stunning to her to find basically when they asked the class why are you here about 90% said to make a lot of money.
1: Not the right reason. So that's probably what you get with Tom Price. Not the right reason to do anything. But not the right reason to go into health. <laughs> right. That fee- I mean because
0: Life saving? <sighs> it's going to be long hours whole bunch of work. Yeah. Should be motivated by something other than paycheck. Absolutely. But anyway sorry totally derailed you there. Tom Price is a physician and He's a physician
1: and He was supposed to dismantle Obamacare, and he started, but he became sort of a target uh, because of his preference for private air travel. And um, this is not new. Uh, This is something that is an issue beyond Tom Price, but Tom Price essentially was under fire because of a piece published by Politico, and then confirmed by the Washington Post, I believe, um, that he spent like $500,000 on private airfare. his uh, own money. Nah, no, 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 none <laughs> Who's, of it. Whose money? None, oh, our money. Um, <laughs> taxpayer money. Ev- everything from my sales tax to, to, you know. Uh, so I'm sure some of it came from FICA as well. Uh, but, yeah, so he essentially spent – or indirectly spent $500,000 on private air travel. Um, in 10 months. Yeah. Uh, so, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of
0: fucking money.
1: Oh, don't worry. Steve Mnuchin spent more in one trip. God. Um, so, this is bad. These, these optics are bad.
0: But we caught him. Like, he was caught. Yeah. We've yeah. always talked about, you know, what's going to happen in government when fucking Trump gets in there and he brings in all his boys. Well, they're not immune.
1: Yeah. So this is what's so annoying is a lot of people voted for Donald Trump or say that they voted for Donald Trump. It's wearing. It's it's every day. Yeah. It becomes more and more clear that it had nothing to do with frustration with Washington. It had to do with whatever beliefs they had. They kind of projected onto Trump. And we yeah. can talk about my He's my, so, my socio political theory about why Trump was so appealing to some voters. Um, <laughs> because I think anyone who believed anything could paste their their views onto him because he said everything and nothing all at the same time yeah yeah. but i'm starting to not believe that people voted for donald trump because of their frustration with washington because of how they respond to situations like this um so if you if you look at this right trump was supposed to drain the swamp but instead we have people like the secretary of health and human services Stephen nuchat uh,
0: Don't started
1: with. with his that, children. The um, ugh. Ugh. Let's talk about his kids. Let's do it. Um, so they have spent a shit ton of money going on private trips, and we're we're probably proponents of having as much protection for the first family as possible. Sure. Now, going on lavish trips that make it really, really difficult for the Secret Service to actually provide that protection—a little inconsiderate. Doing it all the uh, absolutely. time. But uh,
0: by God, why should they have to change? Yeah. I mean, this is just the way they live.
1: So, I, Steve Mnuchin's also a bad, uh, a bad example uh, for how to operate respectfully when provided such a privilege. Um, his wife, her Instagram post, did you see that? No. She responded, she had to take it down, but she posted on Instagram a photo of her walking down from a government-provided plane, uh, saying that anyone who criticizes her for going on these lavish trips is enti- is a Cretan, uh, just of the lower uh, class. They don't understand how hard her husband works. <laughs> which which means it's she works hard? Bullshit. Um, so she had to take that down. But, yeah, so Steve Mnuchin actually requested military airfare for, like, some sort of, like, Romantic military getaway. airfare or mil- military Milita- aircraft like, military aircraft so military oh, okay. air services okay just for like a trip through europe like a sightseeing trip uh there's also a problem with mnuchin where it's been basically confirmed that he utilized government uh property i'll say government planes yeah to look at the solar eclipse from a better vantage point i'm sure he took it up in the air yeah these people don't look at it as if they're doing something that is not okay. They, they believe they're entitled to this.
0: No, this is like having the government you can send an expense report to. You no, know, it would be I one mean, thing if just, it was one they're asshole. They're paying for their lavish lifestyle that they are totally entitled to and they yeah. totally earned. No, but
1: here's the problem, right? It's one thing when some asshole like Tom Price, who was from the House of Reps, does it. It's another thing when a guy like Steve Mnuchin does it. A guy who, could, who has the means... To do such things to, to himself, pay for himself. Yeah. but will not do it because he believes that he's entitled yeah. to...
0: Well, I'm gonna, I want to go back to what you said at the beginning of this piece here and provide, like, propose an, an alternate theory. I think they were wholly convinced that they were voting for people who would drain the swamp. And they were voting for people to get rid of lobbyists. And they were voting for people who would get rid of special interests and spending big money. They were just lied to. They were just told what they wanted to hear. And now that they've gotten what what we have today, I, I do think this is going to hurt candidates moving forward who are wealthy businessmen who I, propose I think, that yeah. they're going to do best by, well, the, the, by the normal Party, man.
1: The Democratic Party will never put up a businessman now. I mean – it has been solidified that the Democratic voting base will never, ever, ever support somebody. Oh, and the, the even-
0: material they have now to attack the Republican Party on with so many examples of why it's a bad idea to put a businessman in government, they're going to get 30 years of run out of this.
1: Even if just the first year. I mean, a Mitt Romney could never run for president again. I mean, he'd have to... In fact, Mitt Romney would have to run away from his time in the private sector and run towards his... His time as a governor, yeah, it, and it would be so weird because the Republican Party has in its it's in its like teenage anti-establishment phase, which is so <laughs> fake.
0: But what the hell was it doing all those years getting to this? Yeah, phase? But, but
1: to to your point about the the broader voting populace uh, being lied to, I guess I have a bit of a more nihilistic and misanthropic perspective on these people. These people. I, these people, yeah, no, no, but these people, as in everyone these that voters. voted, sure. yeah, totally. not, not Trump voters, not, no, I know, I'm just, not I'm just specifically, like, eh, I am one of these people. <laughs> uh, I think they knew full well what they were getting. I think, see, I don't know, I think they did. I, I, I do not because if you talk to a Trump voter now, again, my sample size is limited. Uh, I only know a few. There's a lot of them down But I know head, people so. who would want to define themselves as moderates who voted for Trump. If you get to certain topics, more truer colors are revealed when it comes to issues of immigration, uh, when it comes to whether or not they support religious tests, whether or not they support having a free press. I mean, it's getting – concerning now.
0: Well, on those broader topics, I think I would agree with you. And, and again, we can't just say like all Republican voters Republicans. are the same. Because now, you're talking about a segment of the Republican yeah, voters that's different than the ones that I'm talking about. Public policy and
1: and, and Gallup have, have put out polls among college students that they don't make a distinguish, they don't distinguish between political parties. Overwhelmingly, college students support, not overwhelmingly, by 4%, college students support the idea that Um, democracy is not essential to have a successful society. That's spooky. Um, That's 54% of college students. Is
0: that surprising, though? Because by the time you're 21 years old, whether it's today, 50 years ago, how much of a role did the government play in your life how much of an impact did they have in your life it was you it your family but these your were teachers. these were
1: values that we had outside of government these were those american values i get i so see twen- where you, what you're saying 20 I, years ago?
0: i'm just not surprised that people from lynn I'm, where we both went to school thought that Ouch, we've government didn't years. impact
1: their lives well first of all most of those students are well relatively wealthy they don't need government in the way that other college students who are going to college lines, because yeah. the yeah. United States right, federal right. government provides them loans to do so. Yep, that's a great point. So I, I think you interact with government every day. I just don't think, it's, it's, I think it's hard to make the argument that that I think these values have dissipated because of the nature of the discourse that people my age are having. People live in bubbles. On the left and on the right. Where those with the most extremist points.
0: But I think that's because the bubble you grew up in is from Westchester.
1: No, no, no. I'm, 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 talking, about, I'm talking about Twitter. And... I'm talking about Twitter.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard to find a different circle on Twitter than you know, the friends that you
1: have already in real life. Yeah. Like in yeah. your physical life.
0: I'm not I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying I just I,
1: I have not found that normal American that everybody keeps talking about. The guy that just voted for Trump and is disappointed with oh, I know, the but, results. I haven't found him. I know, I, I look I'm i related everywhere. to
0: them. I know many of them. I've had conversations with them. So this is the this is really a great point that to highlight. That say they would not have
1: voted for him oh, yeah. if they knew it would be like this.
0: Oh absolutely. It doesn't. Um, that
1: frustrates me.
0: Me as well. But to what's going on right here in our conversation, I think it's really important to to put a finger on and point out like you have your circle i have my circle we all have our bubbles we have our realities our worldviews and they oftentimes are lacking so extremely and so drastically that we can't see 90 percent of what everyone else is seeing like there's a lot more going on in this country and perspectives and experiences and motives and drives uh, that's different than what lives in our world yeah um I think it's important to highlight that and to point it out because I think it's important for people to hear that and for them to remember to bring that into the conversations they have politically. Yeah. But anyways, that point being made. Um, It's going to be very interesting moving forward to see what the Republican Party puts on the ballot, uh, both in local and national races when it comes to business
1: politicians. The party is going to want John Kasich. John Kasich. The voters are probably going to want Donald Trump and, Do you, and Roy Moore.
0: But that kind of runs counter to what you were saying before about you feel like a lot of them have been burned. Do you feel like not enough Maybe. of them have been burned this, that this they'll need, change what this they're offering? This
1: needs to get to 2008 kind of economic calamity. Okay. Where the entire country grows disdainful of, of leadership. I mean, because if you talk to even Trump supporters, they don't like George Bush. Because there's just a stigma on him. Yeah, he's from family. That had nothing to do, actually, really, with him as an individual. Right, right. But we'll get to that later. Or never, because who wants to talk about it? <laughs> well, so, not this episode. So, yeah. I think there needs to be a concrete consequence that impacts people.
0: Yeah, in their wallets. Financially.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Well, so. Then maybe we need to hope that tax reform goes through, the Republican version of tax reform. God, through. Because we're Machiavellian. We, the way things are now, or the way they've been for a while, and people are accustomed to the way, uh, you know, how much tax they pay, how much money they make, what goes to uh, the federal government. Maybe we need to start seeing drastic change. I mean, look, that's the only way we're going to prove that trickle down economics doesn't work.
1: A lot of these, um, it's just we've proved it over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> like, uh, we have actually not really moved far from the Reagan era. Attachments. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been there for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I think people have just started to accept that the American dream is dead, uh, that that social mobility is nearly impossible, uh, except to go down. It's, it's very easy to...
0: Again, different circles is so crazy because a lot of the conversations I've had with those people that on one hand are irate about what's going on in Washington... Feel like the American dream is just alive today as it always has been, but the problem is that people aren't willing to work hard. And there's, you know, that's an entirely different show. That's at least an hour long conversation we could have with with all the particulars there. But um, there's a lot of people still taking advantage of whatever the quote unquote American dream is nowadays. There's still opportunity. But what is it if you get
1: rid of the mortgage interest deduction? (laughs) Right, because how are you? Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're just certain thi- there are certain policies that enable social mobility for families yeah, yeah. Not being uh, and, and I, I Republicans. don't I, I don't think that cutting the corporate tax rate is going to tell corporations, hey, maybe now we can raise wages.
0: I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, but that's why I'm saying
1: maybe it needs to happen And that's the point I made in conversation early, uh, earlier. A lot of the discussions surrounding why communism doesn't work, Is identical to the discussion that surrounds why, sort of, bullshit corporate
0: welfare. You actually like yeah exactly what you're saying. In the world of communism, everything is built off the idea that that people are good. good. Human nature will lead them to share and to redistribute and want to see everyone else grow and succeed and be equally as happy in life. Yeah, I mean. Doesn't exist.
1: But that's, I actually think, and this is a discussion for another episode, and I'll close on this point. Maybe that's why a lot of conservatives who are honest about their ideology say that any wealth distribution is bad. Whether that's from the philanthropy of a corporate overhead, and I've never seen that argument made, but that's why they don't talk about government distribution of wealth. They talk about the concept of distribution
0: of wealth. Sure. Yeah. I'd agree with that. There's a a, a very stark divide between traditional conservative republican values and what we have leading the republican party today hopefully next week
1: hopefully next week we will able like be able to have i'm slurring my words already that's okay i'm just i'm just out out
0: drunk on coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. uh
1: hopefully next week we will have a, a lighter episode maybe trump will let's
0: let's intentionally have a lighter, a lighter episode i think we're, we're post dating, posting the episode prior to this one. They're both going to come out at the same time. That so, quite drab. two hours. No, they're, they're good, but they're, they're somber. Yeah,
1: they're somber. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We'll, we'll make a, a goal for the next one to be a little more lighthearted. Maybe we'll do some music. I, I, I snapped and pointed
1: out
0: <laughs> uh... the, the, the forever classy yeah. signal. All right, well, great to see you, man. Great to see you. Everyone uh, who tuned in, appreciate having you, and we'll see you next time.